0: Into your most original thinking, organize your ideas, and create the opportunities to launch your creative work. Unlocking your world of creativity with best selling author and brand innovator Mark Stinson.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to Unlocking Your World of Creativity. And one of the most important pieces of our work is our own personal brand. And so today, we're, we're going to have a little mini global summit on personal branding. And we're going to go to each corner of the world. I've got Greg Monaco up in the New York, Connecticut area, and Rachel Tapscott in Brisbane, Australia. Rachel, Greg, welcome to the show. Great to Thank be here. you. When we say our favorite subject, everyone says their favorite subject is me. But we have to say me, not just as a personality, but me as a brand right Rachel as a creative professional whether it's an independent or whether you're trying to build a company why is the personal brand so important
0: the the short answer to that is that people connect with people you know you want to buy from a real person and work with a real person and so if you can build that personal brand you know and that's why my medium is video and I love it gives you that three dimensional appearance online you know cuz we go online for everything these mm-hmm. days. So if you can build that personal brand, especially, you know, in your, your video, get your face out there, it helps people actually see who you are. It gives them a really quick indication of whether you're someone they want to do business with. And I think it's really important just to actually connect with your audience on a deeper level and be able to be real with them, I think is the real important thing about personal brand. If you're trying to be fake, people are going to see through that, especially if you're really, you know, putting yourself out there on video. So it's all about just making that connection face to face with your potential audience.
1: And Greg, you know, everything's been written now about the brand story and creating stories around a brand. But now let's translate that into the personal brand. Why do we need to take control of our personal brand story?
2: Well, in the way you ask the question is the perfect way to answer it because you can either take ownership and control it, as you say, or just leave it up to how others are going to be perceiving you. You have an opportunity to take agency over the story that's being told. You can influence it. You just have a choice that you and I think people are getting clearer and smarter about how they can go about telling their own story
1: and when they come to you greg in a way that we would approach a brand and they give you their creative brief I'll use that in air quotes what do people say they want to try to build as a personal brand
2: well m- most of the people that i talk to are starting from too much there's too much context and it's very hard to get clear um, and focus their story on just one thing you know mm-hmm. even folks early in early career they have experiences and skills they've acquired. So where do I tell my story? So to get to the brief that you you talk about is uh, an exercise in prioritization. It's not distillation, it's prioritization. What is the one thing that you want to be known for? And that's where the story is centered around. Mm
1: -hmm. And Rachel, ultimately, then you're trying to translate that into video, which you talk about prioritization. You can't go on and on. (laughs) a <laughs> video, can you?
0: Absolutely right. The shorter, the better. Like, you know, if you can get your message across in as little words as possible. Yeah. And, you know, just really, I say, you know, niching down and getting really specific. Like like Greg said, you want to focus on like, what's the one thing that you want to get across to your audience? Because, you know, they're much more likely to remember one thing and you'll be able to target your messaging so much easier than trying to like dilute it for everyone in the whole world.
1: Mm-hmm. And are you trying to then, I think about video, I think about storyboarding, you know, but but to make that real personal connection, how do you see the storyboarding of that kind of personal brand video?
0: Yeah. And I say when I work with clients about trying to get it across to the right people, we narrow it down to focus on one person. It's not like your target audience, it's your target person. And it's like, who is your ideal client or customer. And, you know, sometimes you might take it as far as you're doing an exercise. And it's like, you know, if you're creating a business avatar, you you work out, you know, um, who is this person? Like, what are their age? What are their circumstances? And then what is the thing that they're struggling with the most that you are targeting to be able to help them with? And you really narrow it down to the specifics of who this person is that you want to target with your product or service. And then when you're making your video, you imagine talking to that one person. And sometimes it's easier if it's already a client that you've worked with because you you know a real person that's, you know, um, been your, your target client. So you focus on that one person and your messaging and your language is going to come out so much differently to whether you're just trying to spew your message out into the whole world.
1: Yeah. Greg, you're nodding about this sort of personal one-to-one communication.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, I 100% agree with what Rachel's saying there. I actually call it a bullseye, no longer a target. You want to get absolutely clear. I, I often tell my clients to think about someone that they work with in the past, that they have a relationship with, and they yearn to repeat that kind of relationship with others. And that way, the storytelling just comes across with so much more authenticity and power um, because there's uh, this desire to, to want to help these people. You know,
1: it's uh, been said in marketing and branding and advertising for so long, but sometimes the medium is also part of the message. I can't help but think of all the brand platforms and social media platforms that are out there. So making the video is one thing, but now we got to disseminate it, you know, post it, share it. What are some of the challenges that you've seen there, Rachel?
0: every platform is different, you know, and every platform is looking for something different. So, you know, especially when my business started and it's still like the heavy focus is making really polished uh, corporate and, you know, branding videos for people. But then we're seeing this transition, especially, you know, on Instagram, which is one of the, the platforms that I'm on the most, people are really looking for this raw, authentic, you know, you jump on your story, holding your phone up and you're just talking. And people are really relating to that, which, you know, it's because it feels like it's more real, you know, you're just stepping into someone's life, um, stepping into their thoughts. So it's, you know, designing your video for the right platform and the right purpose. And we're absolutely, you know, there's definitely a place for the really polished videos for, you know, different reasons. You want to put that on your website and, in, you know, LinkedIn and different social medias. But you also want to disperse that with the real raw content I would say where it's less polished and less edited or even not even edited at all because then I think people believe that more and they buy into that more and it's a bit of a uh, psychological thing I think as well when you're just seeing someone jump up and just talk instead of you know doing it again and again you can see that it's edited and polished so looking at who your audience is on on what platform and if you're across all the different socials I think it can a bit Hard. And I'd say, you know, maybe focus on one first, like focus on, you know, nailing Instagram first and then focus on the next platform. And instead of trying to, you know, again, target everyone with the same message and the same video on all the different platforms, it's like, what is each individual person even like looking for when they're jumping on that platform?
1: Mm -hmm. I have to smile because I, you talk about authenticity. I'm trying to imagine myself doing one of these, uh, you know, I'm laying in bed talking to my phone uh, kind of videos or my, my TikTok video. I mean, that's where the channel, I guess, does have to align with the brand, so to speak. Have you found that Greg?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Again, I think, you know, you're, you're kind of flooded with different platforms. And uh, as Rachel says, it's great to just kind of focus on one and get clear. I mean, you want to prototype and you want to experiment and you want to make sure that the message is landing. And if you're kind of spraying and praying the message out to all the different platforms, it's really hard for you to learn. Uh, So, you know, I I happen to pick LinkedIn as, as my uh, channel of choice. And I know that LinkedIn likes to have the videos uploaded you know, directly to the platform and not just sort of linked out to YouTube, so there are nuances in each platform, as Rachel stated that you need to get you need to get smart on
1: I see what you're saying that to know how the sort of under the hood operations of each channel work.
2: absolutely, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. takes time.
1: yeah, and I wonder about the tracking of all this. You know, in your gut, it says it's the right thing to do, but do the numbers bear this out. What are some of the differences? Uh, Rachel, in video, you know, in connection and translation to real meaningful uh, relationships?
0: Yeah, look, I think video is a tool to use to get to a real relationship. So, you know, you can, and it it takes time to really get comfortable with putting yourself out there and just, you know, talking really raw to your audience. So there there are levels to, you know, go up to doing that. But I think, you know, if you use video and social media as like a way to make a connection with a person. So I'll give you an example. I, you know, I just posted um, an Instagram reel and it actually like in Instagram reel analytics, it flopped. It got like 200 views. I thought, oh, well, you know, that's not the one (laughs) we'll try again tomorrow. But out of that video, because I was just talking about, you know, making video, just Um, what I do in my business, I got a client from that video. She just messaged me on Instagram, just out of the blue saying, oh, I just saw your reel about this. And, you know, I've been thinking about doing video and I like, basically I like the way that you come across. Let's work together. And so I think, you know, it's a way to get people to to know you and like and trust you. Um, But it's, I think it's just like a vehicle to get to that real relationship where you're actually talking to them um, and conversing with them. But, you know, it's about experimenting. So that one, it wasn't me with my talking head. It was literally behind the scenes of, of me doing my thing, you know, and then someone is, has been thinking about that already, thinking, oh, I want a video, and then they've seen that, and I guess they've seen the way that I work, and so it's that's connected with them. And then that's gotten them to then send me a message, and then we talk on the phone. You know, you build a client out of that. So, yeah, it's like... Just a tool to really get to where you want to go and experiment with how your specific audience will actually relate to you with the different videos that you might create.
1: Mm -hmm. And Greg, what kind of translation into that? I always think of it as the funnel. You know, I'm even holding my hands up in a funnel right now (laughs) because I just think of it, you know, the big reach to the actual transaction.
2: Well, what Rachel's stating there is, you know, video is such a powerful medium to establish the connection, because they get a sense of, you know, they can actually feel you, they can, they can hear how you speak, the tenor of your voice, there's nothing quite like it. So I'm um, a huge advocate for you, Rachel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you. So
2: so because um, it's really, you know, the, the 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 closest kind of proxy that we have to the actual, you know, conversation that you're going to have. And that's, you know, really where the gold is, is that actual one-on-one live, very improvised conversation with your bullseye customer. And so, you know, uh, Rachel, whether the video is at top of your funnel or in the middle of the funnel, or even at the end of the funnel, it's going to be a powerful kind of accelerant for telling your story.
1: I see what you mean. Well, Greg, we're also, since we're talking about personal and, you know, branding strategy, we can't just focus on the medium. Uh, What about the quality of a personal brand offering? You know, it's often been said that getting a great message out, you know, just makes people know about the product faster. But if the product isn't any good, it's going to expose that even faster too. What, What sort of personal insight, When we think about branding, do we have to have into the quality of our deliverables?
2: That is a fantastic question, Mark. Um, What I like to do is help people get clear about what they love to do. And if it comes from that place, from that place of just passion and energy, you're, you're going to have a better chance of delivering a really great product <laughs> because there's love in it. You love doing it. And very often, you know, the people that I, that I speak with and work with, they, they would, they would do it for free. It's almost like they feel like they're cheating they're <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, You know, they, they just happen to get paid for it. So um, if you can get to that place where, even if you're, you know, working for somebody else in a full-time job, like what is it that you're really just naturally good at? And get clear about that, and build your brand around that. Then the odds of you delivering great stuff is has just increased.
1: Mm-hmm. And Rachel, are you able to sort of ascertain that passion, that what you're good at, uh, with your clients?
0: Oh, that's the whole thing, you know. And yeah, exactly, like what Greg says, if you really find that thing that you're passionate about, and I'd say, you know, the majority of the clients that I've ever worked with, it's, you know, their business is their passion. And when we're making any kind of branding video, you know, they, they normally come to me and go, oh, you know, I want to make this video, but I don't know what to say about my business. I go, okay, like, you know, just, just, just tell me about it, how to get started. And then, you know, they'll go on for 10 minutes about all these different ins and outs and all like, you know, the story and how they really came to what they love that, you know, that's, that's the video. You just told me like all these things that you love about it and the reason behind it and everything, just because it's already there you know so we just got to put that on video and so yeah that's a case of getting it out um, interview setting whatever it might be but most of the time people don't think that they they know what it is but I think they do you know you already feel it there and you know you might need someone else to help you get it out and get the story out there because you're so close to it you can't always see it as clearly anymore so yeah 100% I think it's you know your passion is going to be there already. And it's just tapping into that and using that as like the core of your your personal brand.
1: And I can't help but think here's three, you know, branding people on a uh, Zoom call for a podcast. How many many ways of convergence are we here? But, you know, sometimes it is a lonely business being that entrepreneur, being that, you know, personal brand. How do you find, I mean, let's kind of get out of ourselves. There's almost a physician heal thyself moment that I'm looking for here. What challenges have you faced with your own brand uh, as you've been trying to build it out in the marketplace? Rachel, maybe I can start with you.
0: Yeah. And for me, you know, I think it's kind of ironic on this person that helps people become confident on camera and I was so terrified of getting on camera myself so as much as I wanted to get the message out there and I wanted to you know help more people like do the the be confident on camera I would sit in front of the camera and be that deer in the headlights myself and so it was really just overcoming that and I think you know I think with any creative person like you know the audience of your show Mark like we all have this fear of releasing our work to the world, I think, because they're so attached to something creatively. So, you know, it's really, I think, just getting over that and, you know, getting, you know, it's not going to with everyone, but it's going to resonate with the right people. And that's what you you have to aim for. And it hasn't been, um, you know, a quick kind of fix, like, okay, I've got that mindset now. I'm just going to do it. It's been building up to it and doing videos and getting on podcasts and, you know, doing stuff to, I guess, help myself find my own voice when I could do that one-on-one with, with clients or people that I might work with, getting that out to, you know, everyone in the whole world. It's just build that. And I'd say, you know, practicing, just even hearing this out of your own voice. It's something that's actually not something that we, we grow up doing, you know? So it yeah, does just, take a while. Absolutely. Do people, do
1: people say, but Rachel, it's so easy for you. Look at you. You're a natural. I don't know if I can do that.
0: Yeah, and I think that 99% of people, you know, <laughs> that want to make a video for the first time, that's it. But, you know, it's just practicing. And I guess the aim, I had, I had a goal, you know, I want to start my YouTube channel and focusing, instead of, like, focusing on subscribers and that stuff, I want to make 100 videos was my goal. Because once I've made 100 videos, then I might be okay at, you know, talking on camera, you know. So it's just really working on refining It's a craft like anything else, like speaking is a skill that you can develop and you can get better at. And if you watch any great speaker at all in the world, unless, you know, there's some really, really gifted superhuman, I don't think they were born being a great speaker. It's repetition and just uh, making your message clearer as you go through and practice being a speaker, being on video, being on podcasts, whatever it might be. Until one day, honestly, you wake up and you, you feel more confident. So every time you do it, you're just solidifying in your mind that you are the kind of person that does this and you can be confident doing it. So just doing it again and again. And I've, I can't tell you how many times I've done it now to like get to a point where I think I feel confident doing it. But, yeah, it's not just a, a quick fix, but it's really, really worth putting in the reps and doing it and, yeah, building yourself in that way.
1: I love that, Greg. What are some of the obstacles you've overcome on your own personal brand?
2: I think it was more on the product side. Uh, I have been in brand development for you. You can see the gray hair here, so uh, (laughs) I've been in it for a while. And to be honest, I I, you know mostly it was it was corporate work. But I I had a notion uh, many years ago that I could bring the skills and experiences that I had as a as a corporate brand strategist and as a copywriter to a personal level, to democratize them. And I remember having conversations with people about this idea, like, how can I bring this to individuals? And I remember a friend of mine just going, do people pay you for that? (laughs) You know, are people going to actually pay for that? And for the first couple of years, the answer was no. (laughs) <laughs> you know, so how do I turn this into a business model? Because I know I love doing it and I'm doing it for free anyway, because I'm talking to my friends. How do I do it so I can actually transition into an actual vocation here? How do I get paid to do the work I love? So that was my gap that, and, uh, that, that I had to, to bridge.
1: That's terrific. Well, I've been dominating this uh, moderator microphone, but I want to give you guys a chance to ask each other, maybe you know, as if we were in that virtual coffee shop here for a second. Rachel, do you have any thoughts uh, or observations or questions for Greg?
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess just to 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 follow on from what you were just saying with the product thing. How did you actually then get that to you know uh, more the the stuff, like make that into a profitable business model for people? Like, was it through, you know, connecting with people? And just tell me a bit more about your story there.
2: Well, I mean, just as you had talked about the virtues of trying and and prototyping and and exercising the muscle for you being on camera, I had to exercise the muscle of what my product was. And I tried many, many different iterations and it's still not fully baked. I think this is going to be an ever-evolving pursuit. I think the conversation for personal brand development um, and people investing in themselves in this way has really taken off over the last few years. You know, I think COVID was really an accelerant for that um, because people are more interested in, like, oh, they're realizing that even if they're in a full-time job, that's not secure. So I should invest in myself. So that is that has been one marker. And the other one is like, well, you know, people don't have twenty five thousand dollars to invest in a brand strategy. How do we? How do I get something that's as valuable as that down into uh, a budget range that people would be willing to invest in? So that is where I, you know, I, I have a, I have an online program that I deliver for people, and it's basically the kind of thing where. It's democratizing the the teachings. Uh, so that is me working through the problem <laughs> and trying to figure it out. And so I'm getting clearer and clearer every day. I don't I don't have it cracked though, to be honest, Rachel.
1: <laughs> Are we ever really all the way done? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Greg, what what questions do you have for Rachel?
2: Well, um, I, I I don't know if this is a question or, or a comment, but I, I remember. Uh, some of the videos that I had done early on. And when I compare the progress that I've made over time, and I actually, what I did is I exposed one of those videos of like, and I actually tagged it on YouTube, like terrible video example. (laughs) (laughs) And I showed people just like, look, this is where I was you know, back two years ago, trying and faltering and messing up. So there's something about even, you know, if you just don't look at mistakes as mistakes, you know, even if, you're, if your clients just look at them as like, this is an evolutionary pursuit and you're just going to get better and better, but don't let that hold you back. Don't let that hold you back from doing what you love to do. Would you agree, Rachel?
0: Oh, a hundred percent. And, you know, I think I look at my first videos and I think, wow, like what was I doing? You know, and <laughs> it's just, it's definitely, I think it's a real personal growth thing too. Like the just the person that I was when I first started doing videos. I think now, like I just feel so much more confident in myself. So I think other people have, and if you have that same kind of experience or, but yeah, it's just, you got to start somewhere. And to be honest, it's, it's not going to be good to start with, but I think, you know, yeah, don't let that stop you from just starting because, you know, it's going to, everyone you do, it's going to get better.
2: And I think, I you know, you as a brand builder, you have, you, you have a responsibility to help the people that you want to help. And if you're pumping the brakes on your voice, you're not going to be able to help people. So, you, you know, you kind of get out, you, you kind of have to get out of your own head. In a way,
0: yeah. Oh, absolutely right.
2: (laughs) Well, and so many of these channels
1: are new. I mean, I do think back what you're describing, Rachel. Is I if I went back to episode four of this podcast, I would be aghast, you know, at the technical quality. But the idea was there, and like you said, Greg, you just keep doing it. And Rachel, you said called it doing your reps. It's like you know, you just got to keep doing it and keep at it, right?
0: That's right.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, branding is. Uh, consistency over time. And you just have to keep hammering that one nail over and over and over again. And eventually it's going to, you're going to hit a state of momentum. And once you hit that momentum, it's going to come easier and you're going to enjoy it more. You know, I never gave golf a chance. I, I, I go out there and I have to literally talk myself off the ledge every time I go out there because I haven't gotten good enough. I play once a year. I can't expect to get better at it. So I just have to just realize that I'm not going to be in a state of flow. I'm going to lose 12 balls and that's going to be okay.
1: And just (laughs) keep moving. Well, what a wonderful conversation. I've enjoyed it so much. And listeners, I hope you've enjoyed sort of eavesdropping on our virtual coffee here from New York and from Brisbane, Australia. Uh, Wonderful to talk to you. Greg Monaco of Monaco Branding and Rachel Tapscott that video girl. And I know that Greg, you had to bring up hair as a brand, <laughs> but I do think Rachel has the best hair brand on this podcast for sure. And mine is under a hat. I'd have to go back to the nineties to when my hair was relevant to my brand.
2: You had the beard though. The beard. <laughs> yeah. Gone. Yeah. The beard's
1: gone too. All face coverings must go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just really appreciate your perspectives on how to build our personal brands. Thanks for being on the program.
0: Thank you so much, Mark.
1: And listeners, keep coming back to our podcast. We'll continue our around-the-world travels to listen to creative practitioners, how they get inspired, how they organize their ideas, and most of all, how they gain the confidence and the connections to launch their work out into the world. So until next time, I'm Mark Stenson, and we're Unlocking Your World of Creativity. Take care. Unlocking Your
0: World of Creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. This program was produced by BSB Media, creators of IntelliQ Leadership Stories, Unlocking Your World of Creativity, and The ThePeaceRoom.Love. We've created a special offer just for listeners of the podcast. You can get the book, A World of Creativity, for a special price of $5.98 for paperback. And the Kindle version is only 99 cents. Go to mark-stinson.com to take advantage of this special offer.